Boom, meeting is now streaming live. Hey, what's happening? Ward Wrestling Live. We are live again here. It's our two o'clock hour. We've got a local Orlando, Florida coach here. It's uh, Coach Andy Pitts with Colonial High School. Uh, he went to college. And did you wrestle at Troy or just to college at Troy? No, no, no. Troy, I just got my bachelor's degree from there. Nice. And he's um, currently bronze certified as a USA coach, which I learned a little bit about that. There's different levels. I know there's a silver and a gold and all that other stuff. I had some coaches come on talking about that. But anyway, we got Andy Pitts. Uh, his program is Colonial High School here in Central Florida. And uh, he's got a, a good young program growing, a lot of history. And uh, hey, thanks so much, coach, for coming on, man. I do appreciate this. Well, thank you for doing this. I think, you know, starting out in the quarantine, we didn't have a lot of stuff going on. This is a great way to kind of stay connected and hear about what's going on with everybody else. Yeah, it's been a, a you know, I started it and then um, I, I kind of, uh, you know, the Florida wrestling room asked if I would do it in there. And then I started doing it in there with, with Ricky a little bit. And then, um, you know, it's Ricky's kind of gone on and, and he's doing his own thing now. So I've kind of, uh, just kind of started my page, my own little platform here. And, um, you know, obviously I wish him the best. I think the more, the more voices in wrestling, the better. So, uh, the more platforms, the better. So I, I do hope his show has a lot of success. Um, but that's kind of one of the reasons why I've transitioned out of the Florida room. And then, uh, mm -hmm. it's just kind of transitioned to where I've done 125 of these now and people are just hitting me up. I've got 40 already scheduled from now. And, nice. uh, you coming in, I've got coaches reaching out and sending me names. So I definitely, I do hope that um, it's been some, it's been in some way helpful to get all the, the community through what we were going through. So, yeah, I mean, that was the goal uh, was I really wanted to get wrestling out there. You know, I think it's a, it's, it's like the, the world's best kept secret. And I don't, I don't want it to be a secret anymore. I want everyone to know about it. So yeah, uh, Florida is obviously my state, so it's predominantly Florida focused. However, um, I am getting national coaches on too, and anybody in the entire world that wants to talk wrestling is allowed on the platform. So, uh, but right now we have the one and only Colonial head coach Andy Pitts, and uh, so what? What have your What have you been doing with your boys and and your girls and your team during the quarantine? How have you been keeping their mind right and uh, and what are uh, what are you looking like now as we get through the other end of this? Well, I think uh, communicating has been the number one thing that all us coaches should be doing, or at least trying to do with some of our kids. Um, I've been able to keep in touch with most of them um, just through emails and, you know, text messaging and just checking up on them, making sure they're doing all right. You know, because we have at Colonial, we have all different socioeconomic levels. So, you know, I've got some kids that, oh, you know, I don't got to worry about them. They're they're doing fine. They're staying safe. And then I got some other kids that oh, I should probably check up on a little bit more often if I can. And um, and then also with school going online for the last semester there, it was kind of, it was new for everyone, for teachers and students. So I didn't want any of our kids or any students in general to slip through the cracks or their internet didn't work for a week. So they're now they're failing, you know, so I'm trying to just 
keep in touch with them to make sure that everyone's doing okay on the wrestling side of it. Um, I've, I've really pulled a lot of information from the internet as far as like strength training that they can do at home, any kind of um, conditioning, meal plans. I've sent out emails to parents, um, just basic things to, for them to stay in shape. Uh, I know some of them also play other sports and they play football and they're doing things with their football coaches too online. So I've tried not to bombard them, but just to keep them, keep them interested and just, you know, make sure that they're still ready so that when, whenever we do get released to practice and things like that, everyone will be as close to what they were at before the quarantine. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, there's a, um, there's a trainer in town that focuses on wrestling. He was, uh, he was at Hofstra and he was, uh, and he was a strength and conditioning coach uh, at University of Maryland for the wrestling team. And he's up at Winter Park, which is close to you at um, CrossFit Winter Park. His name is uh, Coach Bowie Madison. Mm -hmm. And um, he's really, really good with the wrestlers. I have my son with him. And, <clears throat> and through this quarantine, you know, obviously they haven't been physically together, but man, he's been great. He's been on top of them. He's been putting out plans for him. And I had him on the show early on. And he says, if any coaches or anybody uh, needs to reach out for any advice or anything like that, uh, not necessarily hiring him to come work with your kids. Yeah. But just for your own knowledge, like, Hey, what should I be? Is there some programs you would recommend? He said, he's open for that too. Obviously he's open for you to pay him and have him come too, but but uh, but he's a good dude and, and he's uh, he's definitely about helping everybody. So that that could that could be uh, give Bowie a shout out there. You know he's a good he's a good dude. Um, yeah, you have to look him up. So tell us about uh, your program, your culture, your philosophy. Um, also, I know I know you have a, a big dual tournament that you do every year. Um, so so a few things. Tell us about Colonial Wrestling your goals, your philosophy, your culture, and then tell us how we can get teams uh, more involved with your duels. So uh, I've been coaching Colonial since 2013. Um, they basically, at the time, I was just an assistant weightlifting coach before this, and uh, the wrestling coach was leaving, going to another school, and they didn't really have anybody. But we had a room full of kids in the summer that were – they were worried. They're like, oh man, we're not going to have a, a wrestling coach. What are we going to do? Oh my God. And so with, um, with one of the other weightlifting coaches, you know, we were talking about it and he was like, man, you should, you should really go, you know, go be the wrestling coach. And at the time I didn't know a whole lot. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like a, you know, college wrestler, all American or anything, but I was like, okay, well, you know, I can at least supervise the kids. And so, you know, I went to, administration and you know they were they were kind of just like all right well you know if you want to do it you know go <laughs> ahead you know we'll let you know if we find anybody better <laughs> and here we are eight years later yeah eight years later but um they uh so i kind of just started from there you know the first couple of years we didn't do very well at all in anything but then as time goes on and i'm learning more and then i got involved with usa wrestling where i became uh, bronze certified going through their training programs and they have a core curriculum online that any coach can go look up for free. And um, they basically, 
wrestling techniques and everything are there and drills and conditioning and things like that. Um, so kids starting getting a little bit better and a little better. And then the ones that stuck with it and, you know, committed started getting better. You know, part of, um, part of our philosophy that we've built with wrestling, uh, we have an acronym it's hogs and the H is for heart. The O is for opportunity, the G is for grit and the S is for sacrifice. Nice. And we want all our kids to, you know, if they're going to be doing something, we want them to give their heart to it. We want them to take advantage of their opportunities, whether that be us opening the wrestling room for them, you know, summer practices, things like that. We want them to show grit when there's a tough situation, whether it be a tough match, a tough tournament, a tough practice, and then sacrifice. You know, we're sacrificing our time to teach them and to mold them and you know we want them to sacrifice too whether that be sacrificing an hour's worth of fortnight to go work <laughs> or not fortnight. no not fortnight can't put that down. but you know those are some of the things that we try to live yeah. by uh, in the wrestling room and i think it's starting to pay off this year this past season we were second in our district behind apopka high school uh, we were only behind by six points and we're only losing one senior that was on the team. Oh, wow. Uh, so so did, four you, finalists returning. did you, did you, uh, so four finalists returning? Yeah. Two champs and two runner ups. Nice. And did they go to States as well? No, we actually had, um, we had nine guys go to regionals and two made it to the blood round of going to States. Uh, one of our district champs and actually one of our third place district guys. So, um, you know, they were right there, but didn't cut it in the end, but they're coming back. So yeah, they'll, they'll get there next year. Right. That's the plan. So were you a youth wrestler here in, in, in Orlando? No. So wrestling was never your sport. No, I actually, I really wanted to because I grew up watching um, WWF and WCW and pro wrestling. And I was, I was a real nerd for it and I still am, but, um, you know, when like middle school time got rolling around, you know, I, I wanted to look into wrestling in high school cause I didn't know anything about youth wrestling at all. And then when I got to like ninth grade, you know, I'd even went out and my, my mom had actually gone out and bought me some gear. Like I had headgear and wrestling shoes and, um, you know, I got to high school and then I got lazy. That's like crazy. So now you've, so you took over the team. That's awesome, mm -hmm. first of all. And it's amazing that you have a team that you're building um, and you're starting to get some success. And you've had to really learn wrestling on the fly. Kind of. It's taken a while. Um, and I still am not uh, an expert by any means, but I think I had a lot of help with um, older coaches in the area. And, uh, you know, like when I started out, there were actually a good number of coaches that were really helpful. And like they knew, like they would see me come in, like the first couple of years, they'd see me come to the gym where none of the singlets matched. And I had like eight kids for a duels tournament. And, you know, they're, they're looking at me like, that guy needs help. So, so have you had some kids come back now that are, that are coaching in the room with you or helping you out at all or? I've had a couple kids come back to, um, to just help out, volunteer here and there. Um, 
but right now I've got one who is working with uh, Indiana University. He's kind of like a team manager slash walk-on kind of guy. He's he gets to you know practice with the team and you know do stuff with them. So uh, he's come back once or twice and helped out. And I've got a couple other guys who graduated the past couple of years who you know some are out in the military and some are in college. So they when they come back they do. When yeah, did you take? I guess you take the kids over to some of the local clubs or. Yeah, we've gone, we've gone in the past to uh, CFWA, uh, Florida Jets, you know, here and there. I've never really had, like, the entire team, you know, be willing to, okay, yeah, let's go spend our extra two hours today to go off in club practice. But I've always had a handful that are dedicated enough and, you know, they can, they can see the commitment is, you know, what's going to get them to be that much better. So I've had here and there. We'll go to camps. Um, actually, teamed up with Rich Vernon, who's watching right now. He uh, to to get one of my guys out to the Florida Pride camp last year. Um, so awesome. And Keith uh, Keith Johnson just said, "Man, really great of you to take on that program for the kids." Yeah, I got to agree. That's awesome. They would have no program if you didn't walk in and say, "You know, I'll do it." I mean, who knows? Maybe they go and find somebody, but. But if not in state champs by now, no. yeah, yeah. yeah, you're rolling, man. You're rolling. That's good for you. And I'm sure the kids love you and they appreciate it. And I, I know that um, just just since 2013, um, how much have you seen uh, wrestling grow in Central Florida? Not just your program, but kind of in the area. I think it's uh, it's definitely gotten bigger. I mean, in Orange County. Um, when I started, every school didn't have wrestling. Uh, Jones High School didn't have wrestling. Um, there's been a lot of new programs pop up in Central Florida just in my time. And the numbers, too, especially with girls wrestling, have grown a ton. Um, <clears throat> I've gone from the first couple of years having, you know, like, eight to 10 guys in the room to now we usually get around like 25 or 30, at, you know, each year that, that come and are part of the team. And so I think if it's, if it's grown just in our room, that's definitely grown across the County, across the state. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. And, and, uh, and you've grown. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so how do people reach out to you, Coach, if they want to bring their team to your duel? Um, they can uh, send me a message on Facebook or on Instagram, wherever they're watching this. Um, you send me an email at coachpits.ap at gmail.com. Uh, last year, we had the Grenadier Duels. That, that was the fourth annual uh, duels tournament that we've done. And we had six teams. Everybody gets a match. It's um, it's really great. I try to I try to make it fun for the kids and not necessarily like you know it's real hardcore serious competition. You know, obviously everyone wants to win, but I try to make it fun. This year we're upping it to ten teams. Nice. Um, we're doing two pools, and I'm trying to make it as fun as possible. Like I said, you know, I think one of the one of the ways to help grow wrestling is to make the events more fun and more inviting 
Um, I know that we've been to duels where we've been to duels where there's nobody in the stands. And, you know, it's kind of fun because the actual wrestling part, but when nobody's watching, you know, it's it's also kind of like, okay, woohoo. Yeah, you won. Yeah. Um, and but there have been other duels too where the gym is almost, you know, packed. There's many as it can be. So they can uh, I think we can all benefit from people wanting to get their events more fun for the kids and for the people in the stands. Wow. So we got some questions here. First off, Rich Vernon puts a shout out and says, hey, Pitts needs a team to visit for Colonial Alumni Night. And then uh, let's see, we got some other stuff here. We've got uh, Alexis de Armas. <clears throat> What's up, coach down in Doral? Uh, he says, what have you done to better yourself as a coach lacking the actual experience as a wrestler? Kudos to you for what you have done so far. Uh, and then I'll come back. Once you answer that, there's a question from Steve Hall. Um, I think always learning, like not stopping and thinking like, okay, I know enough. Let's shoot a high crotch. Uh, <laughs> you know, I still sit back and, and watch videos and read books. And, you know, I have the, the big one, um, the coaching wrestling successfully that was released, you know, 20 something years ago. And the more you go out and learn yourself, then the more you know and you can pass on to the kids. You know, I've had kids come into the wrestling room who have never wrestled before, and now they know how to wrestle. And it's not all me. Obviously, I've got assistants and the other kids and things like that. But if you invest the time in learning yourself, then you can pass it along to others. I think that would go with almost any sport, really. That's awesome. Yeah, Steve Hall says... Uh, if there is someone that will speak success into existence through effort, it's my man, Andy. He loves the sport and invests in his kids. I've watched him grow as a coach, and it's been very fun to watch. Steve, where do I send the check? <laughs> All right, bring Brog bring Brug to my, my girls' wrestling team. <laughs> now, Steve's, a good, Steve's one of those guys that when I started out um, – a long time ago that helped, you know, whether it be questions about technique or, you know, taking kids to camps and, you know, stuff like that. He's, he's really good for the sport of wrestling. So I appreciate that, Steve. Um, yeah, I had him, he, he came on with his daughter when I did the whole girls thing. Uh, I'd love to have him on anytime. He's welcome on Mr. Hall. Uh, oh yeah. Daughter's a monster too. Yeah, she's, she's beaten up on a lot of boys, too. So um, so you've gotten into this wrestling thing. So one thing I want to ask is, uh, what have you seen wrestling do for, for these kids? Um, I've seen all these really fast, you know, running. Let's, let's get him to come out to wrestle. Um, but I've realized like the longer I've done it, that the kids that aren't being recruited for other sports or aren't playing football or basketball or something like that, they benefit a lot with wrestling because some of them wouldn't have done any sport if you didn't ask them. And so I've had a lot of kids actually become successful just from me walking past them in the hallways or them walking past me and, you know, me just throwing it out there. Hey, you should, 
you ever think about joining the wrestling team? <laughs> yeah, we got we got practice today. You want to come out? And I, you know, I've had um, I've had some kids uh, earlier when we were talking about um, uh, Dan Landana, who went to Florida A and M. Um, he he was one of those kids in tenth grade. He had never done any sports before, and his parents, you know, were really big into him playing soccer. And he uh, he just came up to me one day. He's like, "Hey, are you the wrestling coach?" And I was like. Yeah. And, you know, I was just looking, you know, I've, this kid, he was unathletic. He, he, you know, he hadn't, he, he was really shy, but he came up and he asked me, I said, yeah, you know, if you want to come out and check it out, you know, come watch a practice or something. And then two years later, he was our captain and he, you know, finally, you know, his first year, he lost every single match. But by the time he got to his senior year, he, you know, he made it to regionals and, it got it helped get him to his college choice of going to Florida A and M um, because he could see that he could study what he wanted to study and also wrestle for their club team. So it's you know I've had a couple kids like that who wouldn't have done anything otherwise, but now they had something to work towards, and you know it's something that will make them better in the long run if it hasn't already. Yeah, when when that kid was a senior, he. He wrestled my 12-year-old, and mm-hmm. my 12-year-old lost. But he lost every match for two years until he, he won. But uh, somebody's, uh, somebody says that um, Coach Pitch single-handedly brought back the fanny pack. He's a true legend. <laughs> Rich. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wear a fanny pack. <laughs> and uh you know what i think some people may be jealous of it but they uh it's it's real convenient i mean i've got athletic tape in there if, you know if kidneys is his shoelaces taped got, <laughs> you know my wallet obviously keys everything else that you know it really helps huh it's real convenient you know you see some of it turned into giant backpacks and you know that's harder to carry around well, he says that Colonial is going to be a handful in our district again this year. Uh, Pitts keeps grinding and building, so that's good. Hey, so I got some I got some questions for you. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The Magic or Orlando City? The Magic. Black Bean Deli or Old Cuban Cafe? Old Cuban Cafe. Lazy Moon or Anthony's? Lazy Moon. Taco China or across the street, the Black Rooster? Uh, Taco China. Colombian Burger or Shake Shack? Shake Shack. City Walk or Disney Springs? Uh, City Walk. East Coast or Gulf Coast Beaches? East Coast. SeaWorld or Animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom. I seem to, th- I, I don't think I've had anybody say SeaWorld. Everybody says Animal Kingdom. That's in Orlando. Because I can't make up different questions about Orlando for everybody in Orlando because there's only so much to ask. But I, I try. So, oh, here's a good one. Two landmarks in Central Florida. Winter Park or Mount Dora? Winter Park. All right. Water parks or theme parks? Theme parks. Awesome. You know what's crazy? I prefer the hot dog at Taco Chino over the taco. Oh, yeah? 
they have that like Asian whatever they call it and wow. I love hot dogs crispy and it, I feel like they fry it till they can't fry it anymore so I get that that bite I don't know it's crazy I love their tacos but yeah I love that place uh still waiting on the steel cage match at Oviedo <laughs> look I've looked into it all right I, I tried Brent knows that I've looked into it because I reserved it. If we ever get the steel cage approved, it's going to be for him and Oviedo. Um, I'm trying to figure out the parameters. I'm also trying to convince my athletic director and administration to let me bring a steel cage into the gym. <laughs> I'm trying to get the referees to agree on it too. But well, I mean, you've got the WWF right down the street. It'll happen. We could. The, uh, is, is it going to be like a ladder match where you got to get to the top of the ladder and grab the <laughs> whatever? I think, I think you have to escape the steel cage. Oh, I like it. Your opponent's like obviously it. taking you down. You know, I, I really enjoyed it when I was younger, when it was like the NWA and mm -hmm. WCW and WWF. Um, yeah. It's obviously turned a corner to be very um, theatrical. So they've really taken it to a whole new level. Um, but it was kind of fun being a kid. My dad was a police officer and uh, every other Wednesday night they would come down to the Miami Beach Convention Center. So as a kid, I was able to uh, be there with my dad and he would be walking back and forth. <clears throat> and it, what was pretty cool is that you'd see him fight for real in the back, like yeah. I'm supposed to do that move or something or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you remember the, there used to be a guy in the NWA and he used to throw fireballs. Yeah. And uh, he'd be back there trying to practice. He'd, but they would get into fights real in the back. But uh, I remember Kendall Wyndham and Barry Wyndham mm -hmm. were going to be in a weapons match. You know, remember those? They used to call it like a weapons match or something. And I remember talking to them, at, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm 10. Yeah. And I'm in the back talking to them before they come out. And they're like, hey, kid, what side of the ring are you sitting on? And I'm like, uh, I don't know this side, right? And they're like, okay, when we get hit and we got to release the thing, we're going to slide it to you. So it was pretty cool. I got hit and they let it slide out of the ring. And then uh, I used to get to jump around in the ring at, you know, at the end of the – before they broke everything down. Yeah. Um, so good memories, man, good memories there. There's uh, a uh, – um, I don't know if you know where Guilt Nightclub is over near the Fashion Square Mall. Yes, I do know where it is. Um, they had, it was a few months ago, uh, we went, there was a major league wrestling. It was like a pro wrestling show put on in the nightclub. And, um, you know, there were some guys that they would be, we were in like the second or third row. And there's people wrestling out into the crowd and hitting each other. With, you know, we're all sitting in the steel chairs. And they're just coming out there and, you know, we had to get up and get out of the way and they're knocking people <laughs> and throwing chairs everywhere. And it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. It had to be pretty cool. That's like, I was watching something where they showed like, what was it, like Bradley Cooper or something jumping into the, into the, yeah. the ring or something. Yeah, man, those were some good old days. I, I remember them well. And Hey, but <clears throat> super cool, man, what you're doing over there. I, um, Maybe it gives me help. Maybe maybe it gives me hope that I can actually talk to like Coach Rose and Wheel Dryer and be like, "Hey, I can help you guys out. I know about this much of wrestling. Can I put my two cents in?" And they'd be like, 
Just keep doing your interviews, Dan. <laughs> now Rose loves it when you question him. Yeah. Especially when he's my referee. Oh, man, I love that guy. I got to tell you, um, Coach Rose and Coach Wheeldryer, mm -hmm. um, as well as uh, Palazzo and, and his crew over there, um, they have been like, it's like he has like three other dads, you know? I mean, they've just yeah. been amazing with him. I think without Palazzo, I mean, uh, well, Palazzo and them doing great things, but without Rose and Wheel Dryer really mentoring him when he was 12 and bringing him into the match and, and making him the man he is today, you know, I love those guys for it every day. And, and they're just, they're just awesome people. Yeah. And, and then of course, what Palazzo has done for him as his club coach. So I love all three of those guys. Uh, I owe them my life. I'm fully indebted for what they do for my kids. So, uh, and then for what you're doing for wrestling and for the kids, they are extremely indebted to you. So God bless you, man. I, I love what you're doing. And uh, when I get out, at, when I get out and about, man, you're local. So we can have a coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Or, or we can go to Taco Chino once my wife will allow me to eat food from somewhere else. I have achieved the Big Mac challenge. I did go and get that. I've got the video on YouTube to prove it. So after 60 days being locked up, I chowed on a Big Mac. That was like tremendously uh, breathtaking. <laughs> I should have worn my fanny pack while I ate it. Hey, if they're not coming back, that's fine. But I'm still going to wear mine. It works for you. Hey. Hey, Coach Pitts, man, I'm absolutely honored. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I wish you and your team the best of luck. Um, and uh, definitely, I tell everybody that uh, they have a new fan. So I've got a lot of people to root for after all this because this is like number 125 or something. So uh, it's been a blessing for me. And uh, to meet all you great people is tremendous. So have a great one. And uh, I got this guy coming on next, man. What a super cool story. If you want to check it out, his name is, um, his name is Colston Kirsten. Mm -hmm. And he was given a 10% chance to live. He had caught, uh, I can't say the word, bacterial meningitis yeah. um, as a wrestler. And he was told that, uh, that um, things aren't going in the right direction. <laughs> and uh, he ended up getting through that and getting back on the wrestling mat and he he came in third at nationals so um to get through from being told hey hey dude you're um what i'm watching this show blue bloods and they say well he's circling the drain yeah. so i think coming from circling the drain to back on the mat man what a that's awesome a hero so hey uh bud head and ball said thanks for having coach pitts on uh my pleasure bud and uh I look forward to having you on tomorrow. Bud's on tomorrow? I got to tune in. Bud's yeah. a great guy. Yeah, he's up in Atlanta, right? Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been doing a lot with the NWCA, with the, um, the leadership academies online and the webinars that they've been putting out during the quarantine. I'm pretty sure I've been to almost every single one of them online, and it's just top-notch. Yeah, I got him coming on. Uh, I got him coming on tomorrow. As a matter of fact, um, are there, um, I'm trying to get through all this. Are there some specific questions that you think would be 
um, really beneficial to the community for me to ask him? For Bud, um, just kind of what he thinks, if anything, wrestling is going to look like post coronavirus. If there's any going to be any changes, any, you know, maybe rule changes or for competition, anything like that. What does he think? Because he's he's up there. He he knows what he's talking about, so he might have some insight. Cool, Bud. You hear that? I got a question for you. There it is. Write it down. <laughs> um, yeah, because I got to start doing some research because he was coming on later in the month, and then uh, I had a I had a cancellation or or like a a reschedule, which I, I think I'm expecting now going into this because people are starting to get out of their house and yeah. starting to get open. So there's probably going to be some of that. Um, but he was like, hey, I'll, t- I'll take the spot. So I was like, cool, yeah. perfect. I got him coming in. All right, Coach Pitts, man, I could talk. I love talking wrestling and I love talking with you, but but I, it's time for me to go now. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll get together once um, once my wife allows me off house arrest. Definitely. All right, see you, man. All right, see you.